You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. The opening week of the NFL is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Use the promo code Locked On to get 20% at MacWeldon.com. And today's Packers winning episode. The Packers beating the Bears 10-3 on Thursday night in the season opener is also brought to you by Brewtown Trading Co. Brewtown Trading is the number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading cards and memorabilia in Wisconsin. Brewtown, home of the lobby's biggest hits. The Packers beat the Bears 10-3 in an absolutely dominating performance by the defense, the likes of which we have not seen in Green Bay in quite some time. In fact, this is the first time the Green Bay Packers have won in Chicago by scoring 10 points or fewer since before World War II. A fitting tribute and homage to the history of the NFL, but also a fitting way to come off an offseason in which Brian Gutekunst extended considerable resources to fixing the defense. That is the story of the game. And I I understand there are going to be a lot of fans that want to talk about the offensive struggles, and we're going to get to all of that. Don't worry, plenty of time over the course of next week uh, to talk about that stuff. But there is no way we can do justice to this game without extolling the virtues of this defense. Green Bay picks up five sacks, four tackles for loss. They defend nine passes. That means they got their hands on nine passes, 11 quarterback hits. So for as often as it felt like Aaron Rodgers was under siege, he actually got hit four fewer times than Mitch Trubisky. The game ends on a Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith combined sack on a night when Preston Smith gets credit for one and a half sacks. Kevin King gets a sack. Zadarius Smith gets a sack. And Adrian Amos. Adrian Amos, who Bears fans spent the entire offseason talking spicy about. Who Bears fans spent the entire offseason telling me didn't make plays. That that haha Clinton Dix was an improvement over Adrian Amos for the Chicago Bears. And Adrian Amos makes what ends up being the decisive game-winning interception in the end zone as the Bears are driving to try and score the game-tying touchdown. The Packers offseason paid dividends in ways that I don't think anyone could have predicted. Even Brian Gutekunst, if you put him on a lie detector, there is just no way he was going to say that the Packers' defense would play like this. Even Darnell Savage, the rookie, 
who Brian Gutekunst traded up to get in the first round. Makes a number of key plays. He had a near interception, also got a quarterback hit. He disrupted a number of plays as a blitzer, as a lurk defender. This Packers defense, Aaron Rodgers said it after the game. His quote, he said it more than once, we have a defense. And they do. They absolutely do. Now, Chicago is not a great offense. And I don't think we should take victory laps for those of us who said this Packers defense was going to be improved because they shut down Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, I I mean, just not a very good quarterback. 26 of 45 for 228 and the pick also took those five sacks. Was hit a number of other times, missed a number of throws. Just didn't look good. Didn't look comfortable. And even even a couple plays that were chunk plays down the sidelines to Allen Robinson, those were plays that Robinson made. Back shoulder throws. I mean, Chris Collinsworth went nutty over a throw to Allen Robinson where it was a back shoulder throw when he should have thrown the go ball. He should have thrown it over the top because he had beaten Tony Brown. So even when he's right, he's wrong. For the Packers to come in and get this win and do it the way that they did, we we said all week that the Packers' offense was probably going to take a little bit of time. And we spent the offseason talking about how much this Packers' defense could improve, but we didn't know if they would. We didn't know what that impact would look like. We hadn't seen it. And so for them to come out and look like this in week one, with all of these new pieces, seven new starters on the defense from week one a year ago, and Kevin King, who you know came back and was healthy in this game, didn't really start. Tony Brown did. Kevin King played a ton of snaps. Green Bay rotated their cornerbacks a lot in this game. They didn't rotate their outside linebackers. Preston and Zadarius Smith played most of this game. And as an aside, I, I don't think it's going to be long before Rashawn Gary takes Kyler Fackrell's snaps. Kyler Fackrell just is not good enough in the run game, does not provide enough as a pass rusher, just can't can't do it. You can't have him on the field over Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary should be playing even if he, he doesn't always know where to be, and I don't know that he doesn't. I'm just saying if that's the reason that someone like Rashawn Gary is not on the field, you got to change that and you got to do it in a hurry. But this Packers defense, I mean, they played with physicality. They got pressure with four people, which is something they haven't been able to do forever. This is the version of the Packers defense that can make Green Bay a legitimate contender in the NFC. And they proved that they can win low-scoring games. If this offense clicks, and I think there's reason to believe eventually it will, even if it's not this week, next week, the week after. If they can click by week six, week seven, week eight, and the defense can keep them in games, then this team can go as far as it wants to in the NFC. I mean, Jair Alexander was everything we thought he would be. They couldn't they couldn't really make plays to his side. The closest they came, he knocked the ball out of the hands of the receiver. I mean, teams aren't even looking over there. They're looking at Tony Brown, who's consistently in good coverage. The Packers dropped, eh, dropped is, is unfair, but they, they didn't make two interceptions they could have made. Zadarius Smith could have had another sack that he didn't end up getting. This defense flew around, and they forced Mitch Trubisky into bad throws. They forced Mitch Trubisky to be uncomfortable in the pocket. They hit him, and they harassed him, and they pressured him. 
And the Packers have Kirk Cousins next week who can be harassed in the same kind of way. And you look over the course of this schedule, there are plenty of quarterbacks. If this is the Packers' defense, then the Packers as a team have the potential, once the offense does get rolling, to carry this this team for stretches when the offense doesn't have its rhythm. And, And Aaron Rodgers, again, said it after the game. The Bears' defense is really good. And they're going to give a lot of teams problems. But he took responsibility, said he didn't make the throws that he wanted to make, didn't look sharp. But this defense was able to carry them, which is something that we just aren't used to seeing in Green Bay. If that is a change from years past, then we have to start thinking about this team in ways that that we didn't before the season, or at least that that I didn't, because I just I wanted to see it. I thought the smart way to approach this was to say, let's wait and see. Is it going to take time for chemistry to coalesce here? Is it going to take time for Mike Patton to figure out, all right, this is where Darnell Savage wins. This is where Adrian Amos wins. This is where Preston and Zadarius Smith win. Is all of that stuff going to take too long to be impactful early in the season? And the answer is an emphatic no. Because Matt Nagy is a brilliant offensive play caller, a brilliant offensive schemer and play designer. And yet, he couldn't do anything against this team. Couldn't do anything. Three points in a, in a game where it's supposed to favor the offense because you have unscouted looks and your defense hasn't been scheming up all preseason. It's supposed to favor the offense, and yet Green Bay's defense absolutely suffocated everything the Bears tried to do. All right, I want to talk to you about what you're wearing and, and not in how you're thinking. I want to talk to you about underwear. Again, not in higher thinking. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now, I'm telling you. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabric. It's the most comfortable underwear, socks, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear and socks and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, just everyday life. And right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order. Go to MacWeldon.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's MacWeldon.com with the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your first offer. It's going to start getting cold soon. You're going to need sweatpants. You're going to need hoodies. You're going to need all kinds. Socks are so critical when it's cold. Those fresh socks. How good are fresh socks, especially when it's cold? Go to MacWeldon.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your first order. Listen up, Packer fans. Here is your opportunity to win free tickets to the Bears-Packers game week 15. This game could be for the division, and Brewtown Trading Co. wants to send you and a buddy for free. Brewtown is your number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia. Here is how to enter. You can go to Brewtown store on 76th and Cold Spring, just off 894 in Greenfield to receive five entries to win when you mention Locked on Packers. While you're there, check out the shop. They're always stocked with the hottest releases of wax from Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Plus, they're always interested in your unwanted sports cards and memorabilia. They're always having events. So follow their social accounts for the latest schedule. Use the Locked on Packers hashtag on the Brewtown Facebook page or on Twitter for another free entry to win tickets. Not local? Check out their live breaks on Facebook or have them ship product directly to your house. 
Again, Brewtown Trading Co. located just off 894 at 76th and Cold Spring in Greenfield. And on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. All right, now we, we can't not talk about the offense because the offense is going to be something that draws a lot of criticism. And Matt LaFleur was blunt about it. I mean, he said in his halftime interview that they just weren't good. They just weren't good enough. And that's true. And and what they got was a high-variance offense. Now, this was something that has come up on the show before. And I have said, look, while the Packers offense finds itself, while it looks for a rhythm, while it tries to figure out where it can go and what it can be and what works and what doesn't, we didn't see the full repertoire of this offense. There was not a ton of that pre-snap motion and, and that those interesting looks, not a lot of jet sweep motion, orbit motion. There wasn't a lot of that. Not a lot of interesting wrinkles. Now, part of that is early. They couldn't protect anybody. Lane Taylor's job is, is on the line. He was, he was not good. And even was, either was David Bakhtiari, who should be good. He's an all-pro. And he didn't play well. The offensive line did not play well. Now, the Bears' defense is going to force offensive lines to not play well a ton against them over the course of this season. So uh, there's no shame in that, really. David Bakhtiari is going to play better over the course of the season. And you expect Corey Lindsley is going to play better over the course of the season. Lane Taylor is in a battle for his job. And I wouldn't be surprised if Elton Jenkins didn't get some first-team reps in practice this week. Another struggle against the Minnesota Vikings against what is a very good interior with Linval Joseph. And Lane Taylor might be out of a job. I'm not saying they're going to cut him, but they may move in Elton Jenkins because his pass protection, he's shown in preseason and in practice that he is legit. He is legit. Now, I think what is concerning if you're Green Bay is, number one, you couldn't run the ball. 22 attempts, 47 yards. 2.1 per carry. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Now, again, the Bears front, really good. Roquan Smith, a game wrecker. Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack. Roy Robertson-Harris all of a sudden. The, the bones of this offense come from that run game. And when you can't run the ball, it screws up everything else. That said, I thought they could have gone to play action more. And they were relatively balanced by NFL standards. 30 pass attempts, 22 run attempts. Now, three of those were Aaron Rodgers attempts. So those were, those were called pass plays. But even, even 33-18, it's not the worst. It's not the worst ratio. I mean, this is, this is going to be a difficult team for, for anyone to score points against. I want to remind everyone that the Rams could not score points against the, the Bears in Chicago last year. And they went to the Super Bowl. So this is not the end of the world. The, the Packers offense can get better. Aaron Rodgers said, look, I, wasn't, I didn't make accurate throws consistently enough. And his mechanics were sort of all over the place. The Bears defense is going to make a lot of quarterbacks jumpy. He doesn't have to be jumpy against the Raiders. He doesn't have to be jumpy against every team. They're going to get better pass protection. David Bakhtiari is not going to get called for all these holding penalties. And, you know, I think you're going to hear a lot about this preseason narrative. It was something that I mentioned early on, on Twitter while the, the game was going on. I said, look, Aaron Rodgers can say it doesn't matter. I said it doesn't matter, but he looked rusty. 
And whether or not that had to do with him not playing in the preseason, I don't think we can know. I don't think they can know. Plenty of plenty of quarterbacks are going to play well in week one who played very limited preseason snaps. I don't think Mitch Trubisky played poorly because he didn't play in the preseason. Carson Wentz, who didn't play, could go out and play great. Phillip Rivers could go out and play great. Jared Goff could go out and play great. I don't think this is this is directly correlated to what happened in the preseason, but I do think in a new offense, this was always going to take some time. And so more than normal, some preseason reps would have helped. Now, Aaron Rodgers' footwork, it looked, it looked a little sloppy. And he missed some throws that you expect him to make. And, and in ways that we saw him miss them last year, which is the concerning part of this. Because what we saw last year was, was pretty inconsistent accuracy from Aaron Rodgers. And you hoped, if you were a Packers fan, that you watched that and you went, well, he's, he's hurt. And clearly, after the season, we found out he was playing on a broken leg. And you, it's easy to hand wave it and say, okay, well, then this year he's going to be fine. Now, against the Bears, maybe he's not. On the road, week one. You're rusty. Everyone's rusty. He made some throws, made some plays. They got the touchdown to take the lead in the fourth quarter, leads them down. They get the field goal, and that ices the game. Ultimately, that's enough to secure the win. They scored enough points to win. Aaron Rodgers doesn't win games 10-3. just doesn't happen. Tom Brady wins games 10-3. Mitch Trubisky has won games 10-3. This is why quarterback wins, not a stat. Russell Wilson... God, has anyone won more games 10-3 than Russell Wilson or 16-7 or 13-10 or, you know, those low-scoring battles? The Packers can win those now. You know how I know that? Because they did it, and they did it against a team everyone expects to be in the playoffs this year on the road in week one. If the offense can coalesce, if the offense can get it going, and they're going to get it going against lesser defenses— now, they don't play that many of them early. But what we saw from this Packers defense is finally the, the position that they are in to say, run the ball, be high variance. This is, this is crucial. This offense is based on shot plays off running the ball. So you got to keep running the ball, keep handing the ball to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, by the way, who was really good in the pass game. And take your shot plays. And if your defense can hold up, then you have to worry less about being consistent in the passing game because what you need is those big plays that put you in a position to score. So you get a 47-yarder to Marquez Valdez-Scantling when your offense can't move the ball all game. And that's a third of your yardage total for the night, basically. And and, and that's fine because your defense is going to get stops. Your defense is going to create turnovers. Your defense is going to sack opposing quarterbacks. And yeah, plenty of this was self-inflicted for the Bears. There was that drive where you know, they had third and 40 because they couldn't stop getting holding penalties. Well, that's because they couldn't block Green Bay's front. I mean, 45 dropbacks for Mitch Trubisky, 11 quarterback hits, and five sacks, and an interception, and two near interceptions. I mean, that is your front working in conjunction with your secondary to shut down an offense. That is what this defense can be. They showed it. And if this defense continues to play like this, the offense can take its time. 
And not that you're going to say, okay, guys, take your time. But it gives you room. It gives you leeway to say, well, the Packers can still win games even if they're not scoring 30 points a game, which is new for the Packers in the Aaron Rodgers era and really for any era going back really you know, until the Bart Starr Packers. And that is what makes this win such a fitting homage to the history of the game, a 10-3 slugfest between the oldest rivals in the league, the Packers and the Bears, and the Packers come out on top. For Packers fans, I mean, truly, what more could you ask for? Well, the one thing you could ask for is having bet on the game. Packers plus three is a winner, and if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? No, well, you'd probably put it on the Packers plus three, and you'd be a much richer person now than you were before that because, of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? A lot of Packer fans in my mention said, no, Packers are winning when I said and predicted that the Bears would win the game on Thursday. So go to my bookie. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. And if you're the kind of person who wants to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year to bet. Live in-game betting, the best player perks in the system, and even you can bet on fantasy football at my bookie. So go to my bookie and use the promo code locked on. For a deposit bonus right now, they'll double your first deposit. That's free money. So go to mybookie.ag today because there you play, you win, you get paid. I want to end this episode with a special shout out because it is a player and and a part of the game that rarely gets mentioned. But J.K. Scott was absolutely outstanding nine punts five inside the 20 along of 63 on a crucial part of the game where they had to pin the bears back and make them drive the length of the field he absolutely bombs one a 47.6 average and you pair that with mason crosby who he makes his extra point important and he makes that 39 yard field goal to put the packers up 10-3 to make it a touchdown game. Those kinds of moments, those kinds of marginal wins are huge because the difference is Pat O'Donnell, the Bears punter, eight punts, 42.6, just three inside the 20. The, The Bears consistently had to drive the length of the field and couldn't do it. That makes life easier on your defense. I know it's not sexy or fun to talk about punting unless you're Pat McAfee, and then it's both. But J.K. Scott can be a weapon for the Packers, especially when you pair him with this defense. When you look at what this defense can do, if you don't give them short fields, and we know Aaron Rodgers is not going to turn the ball over, if J.K. Scott can boom punts when the Packers have to punt and they make teams have to drive the length of the field against this defense, it's going to be awfully difficult for teams to score. And this is a defense where Kevin King is not even fully healthy, coming back, getting live game reps. Oren Burks is going to come back at some point and and give them a, a little bit more bang. I don't even mean that as a pun because his Twitter handle is bang Burks, but he can give them a little bit more punch inside. They can play a little bit more traditionally if they want. And 
I think eventually, and sooner rather than later, you're going to see Rashawn Gary eat up Kyler Fackrell's reps. And then that's even more wins on the margins for the Packers. This is a team that if they win this game, and they did, they can now look at this schedule and go, 10 wins has to be the floor. You could win 11, you could win 12, and and you could be fighting for everything you want. And now I, I want to caution you against overreacting. And I know that it sounded like what I just did was an overreaction, but I said that coming into the game, I felt like Green Bay, if they won this game, they, they were putting themselves in position to win this division because you win a road game against a division rival, a team that you think has a chance to win this division, and you are giving yourself a great chance to win that division, especially with the Bears and the Lions late in the year. The Bears in particular coming to Lambeau in December. You have to feel good, especially with the way this defense looks, about that game now. Because what is Mitch Trubisky going to be able to do in Lambeau in the snow with a a potential NFC North division title on the line? When you have all of the facets going, Trevor Davis didn't kill you in the return game because he was out there. He was healthy, made a play in the in the offense, made a play in the passing game. Look at that. These are marginal wins. The Packers didn't make those plays last year. Mercedes Lewis didn't play meaningful snaps last year. He did in this game. The Packers didn't have safeties who could make plays last year. They do now. The Packers didn't have outside linebackers who can who could consistently create pressure without blitzes. They do now. We have a lot more questions about the offense, but we know a lot more about the defense than we did. And this is a defense that has to be reckoned with in the NFC. And you look around at the NFC contenders and you say, their defense can be, has the ability to be really, really good. We knew they had the talent. We saw the talent. They brought in the talent. We talked about the talent. Could they coalesce? Could they come together? The answer is yes. Now, are they going to be great every game? Probably not. Can they be really good? Yeah, they can. And if they're going to be good on special teams, then that is even more margin for error for this offense as they'd look to get things going, to try and put things together because I do think this offense is going to click. They're going to get in sync when they're not playing a team as good as the Bears are defensively. And then all of a sudden, they're they're going to look like a complete team. And you can tell Aaron Rodgers is pumped about having a defense. He mentioned it multiple times in his postgame interview. He's going to be energized by this. You know he is. And as, as they get together on this... It's just going to start rolling downhill because if the defense can keep creating turnovers, you give short fields to Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier to click, doesn't it? If you have short fields, easier to score touchdowns. And when you have high-variance offense, you can create big plays, you can create scores. If your defense is going to consistently get you stops, then that's a perfectly acceptable way to play in the short term. Maybe even in the long term, if the defense is going to be really good, the Bears won 12 games that way last year. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, just wasn't sharp. If this offense can get sharp, Green Bay can can be as good as they want. Week one is just one game, but because it was the defense, because of the way they won, you have to feel good about where this Packers team is right now moving forward. All right, we're going to be back next week. Packers, Vikings, a normal schedule. 
So back to talk Monday about everything that happened over the weekend, where the Packers stand, Expert Tuesday, Crossover Wednesday, go over the Vikings scouting report on Thursday, and then live injuries on Friday. We're going to be streaming that video. You can come watch the podcast. Not Dan Patrick over here, but we're going to do our best to give you live injury updates so you don't have to wait for the podcast to come out. You can just watch it happen as it's happening on Friday afternoon. What else do you have to do? You're not going to be at happy hour yet. Maybe you are. Put a, pull out the phone and have a shot and a beer, and let's talk Packers. It's going to be a great time. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Right, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, we're going to go over some of your questions and comments on Monday because Packers are, are done. They're 1-0. They bank that win, and they get to sit back and watch the rest of the league beat each other up in, in week one on Sunday. So anytime you want to hit me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.